everybody. Welcome back to the Stories of Freedom podcast. Um, I know it's been a while. I apologize it's taken so long, but I'm very excited to uh, get going again on this. Me and Kayla are. Um, Kayla put together or was able to talk to our guests that we have today and set this up. So today we have Rob and Anna Simpson. They uh, go to our church. Rob is an associate pastor, a pastor at our church. And um, it's such a great episode, guys. You guys are going to really love it when they start talking. Um, they're on together, and they have quite a story to tell. So, um, And if you know them, uh, then, it, then it makes the story that much more interesting, I think. So anyway, um, so I hope you guys enjoy that. Wanted to let you guys know that my schedule is changing again at work for just a little bit. So maybe for the next month or so, um, I'm going to be working every other weekend again. So next week, don't expect an episode, but the following week, we should have somebody on again. Um, as far as this episode goes, the only other thing I wanted to say is... We, since we had four microphones, we were using the soundboard at the church rather than my computer. And um, I, it's a new soundboard with a new setup, and I didn't realize it until I was listening to this. But um, Kayla in my microphone is very low. Luckily, we don't actually talk a lot in this episode. It's mainly Rob and Anna. Um, and Anna's microphone is very loud. <laughs> so I didn't really have a lot of time to you know, take the volume up and down as I was, as I was, uh, editing it. So I just left it the way it is, but yeah, Anna's microphone's pretty loud. Rob's is still pretty loud and me and Kayla, you might have trouble hearing us, but, uh, um, anyway, well, let's go ahead and get in the episode and I, and I hope everyone enjoys it. Finally. <laughs> After well, first one, like you said, of 2019. All right, live bodies. <laughs> so we've got, uh, well, Kayla, you already heard her. Hi, guys. And then our guest, uh, Rob and Anna Simpson. So Hi. Rob. Uh, I'm Anna. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so thanks for being patient with us. Um, sorry it's taken so long. It's just been, I'll be honest, I've been lazy and I keep forgetting to ask people and I mean, Kayla, you just you, you you put this one together, so I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> well, and it was Reach so out. funny because we're here Wednesday for Awana, and I was like, "Hey, did you get my text about uh, Ann and Rob coming on the podcast Sunday?" And he goes, "No." And I look at my phone. I was like, "Yeah, I texted you. I had the message half typed out, <laughs> never finished it. Never hit the it. button. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, yeah, it was a nice surprise. It was a nice surprise. So now we have guests. Yes. <laughs> guests, two guests. Yeah, we're very professional." <laughs> yeah. As are we, you shall yeah. see. That's right. If you think this is a train wreck, you should go listen to the be- first few episodes of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first, uh, I don't know, first probably four, we had to record at least two or three times yeah. um, because we kept having technical issues, and then yeah. we finally got it figured out. So, sort of figured out. <laughs> We're still working on that. So. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on the yeah, podcast. Thank you. And yeah. Yeah. Our pleasure. Your, your story um, and your testimony. 
Well, I was telling her, I think I ran into you at the office, and I was sharing my testimony because LD kind of prompted me to tell you my testimony, and she's like, oh, you have to come on the podcast, and then we've just been kind of hit and miss, but. Yeah, 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 gosh, that was a couple months ago. I know it, right? Yeah, Yeah, I remember, I remember you telling me about that and stuff, that you were wanting to come on and stuff, so. Well, yeah. I heard just like a little sliver of it, and I was like, what? <laughs> I know. Well, you know, God. Sounds made up. I know. Well, you know, God's just amazing, yeah. and you, when you get born again, you are not the same person. Mm-hmm. And over time, people that you meet only know you, the new you. Yeah. Right. So when you talk about the old you, they're like, no, I can't see that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's uh, God just does a great work. Perfect example of being a new creation in Christ. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that, that's a like with Bill. We had Bill on. It's just like a lot of things. Yeah, I would have never. You are not in jail. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to go there, do I? <laughs> I'll just Uh-oh. leave it at that. <laughs> I'll let Bill be our representative. <laughs> Okay. Chime in if we, if we have something to say. Well, um, let's see. I don't really know where to start except for that um, I first moved here in September, and I was running away with my two girls, and my sister lived here in town, and she knew Rob, and she worked at a – she owned a deli, and Rob came there for every day for lunch. So. Oh my gosh, it was so good, <laughs> and it was cheap. So I was like a and regular. He was a bat. He was a bachelor, and so he came there and ate all the time. And then we started going out together, and we got married. Um, kind of a whirlwind. Uh, we were we were engaged like four weeks. Oh wow! So. Um, and um, we weren't. Doing we weren't all that great at that point in time of our life. No, we were. Um, we were both, um, Rob was unchurched. I went to every church as growing up. Um, and um, when I left California, um, the guy I was with, the father of my two daughters, um, we had never got married. We were drug dealers. So um, I took all of the drug money and ran away with the girls because I just kind of had an epiphany like, this isn't the life I want to, I was afraid they were going to take my kids away from me is what I was afraid of. So I was trying to go to Denver, Colorado, because it sounded far away from California. Mm -hmm. And uh, I stopped here to see my sister and she needed me to help her work and we got married. Yeah, before that though, and my background too, like you said, I was unchurched, never went to church one time my entire life growing up. Maybe a wedding, maybe a funeral, but that's it. No service of any kind or... Although I remember one Wednesday evening at an Episcopal, we were officially Episcopals, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> and so we went to a, uh, a potluck thing at this church, and um, that was the only church event I ever attended was I had a meal, oh, and wow. that was it. I didn't know any stories of any, I, zero Bible. I might have known Noah, right. maybe, I, I don't even know what yeah. stories I know and did. They were very slim didn't know anything about it and then we both got were pretty she, like she said they were selling drugs and I was 
pretty hardcore partier, you know, from a, uh, I started smoking pot the day I graduated high school and for eight years smoked pot every day and did all kinds of hardcore drugs and was in just a wreck, really. I was uh, a mess. I started out and put my toe into the water of drug use and then the, swore I'd never do anything harder than that and all of a sudden I was doing everything I could get my hands on it and pretty went pretty much went down a pretty rough road there for quite a while and then we met one another and and, and partied together time, that's how we met each other was we were partying and drinking and dancing and doing drugs and having a good old time we thought yeah and uh, and then we decided well we ought to tie the knot huh yeah so what I tell you before we got married um, I said, well, maybe we should live together because we didn't know each other very well or very long. And he said, no, it's death do you part or nothing. Kind of. I, I don't know where that came from, but yeah. I was like, hey, yeah. if you get married, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not doing this. I'm not playing the wedding, you know, the living together game. I'm well, and you're married. in Nevada, so you can get a divorce. You can get married. And people, it's just kind of common. Yeah. And he was like, no. And I was like. Okay, that'll be good. So we planned a wedding. Yeah. Well, I wasn't quite quite sure because we really didn't know each other very long, and uh, so we had a wedding, and um, we couldn't go on our honeymoon until September. We got married in May of 1982, and so in September he says, "Let's take our honeymoon and we'll go to Alaska," because. Older brother couldn't make the wedding, and that's where they lived. Oh, okay. And so um, I was thinking, and not only that, fantastic fishing, yeah. <laughs> world-class fishing. I mean, so all of that just really made a lot of sense to me as a wonderful honeymoon gift to my wife. And in the meantime, we had this plan that we were going to wait five years before we had any children together because I already had two girls. Um, one was two and one was five and I figured in five years we'll know if we're going to make it or not and I didn't want to be a single mom of three I already had two and um, July before we went on our honeymoon I found out I was pregnant so we lasted a month yes plan, plan almost worked out <laughs> almost. Yeah, almost so close, so, close. <laughs> so I went in one year from zero children to three children yeah. Insta-dad. 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 Just add water, yeah. shake a little bit, and <laughs> hold on. It was, it was a wild and crazy year, but in September, we went on our honeymoon, so I'm now pregnant and can't go fishing because I got morning sickness really bad. So he, and it rained a lot up there. So his brother and my sister-in-law were both Christians. They just recently got saved. Not yes. Maybe a year, I'm guessing. Yeah. And and she was she was more committed than he was. But Rob, since I was pregnant, left me with my new sister in law who just took me to Bible studies and ladies' events why he got to go fishing. And so I went to church. And halibut, I might mention. <laughs> and I got to go to all these church lady affairs, which um, most people know that know me know I don't do, I don't do well with ladies' affairs. Anyways, I'm not a real girly girl. I'm more like let's rip out a wall, let's do something like that. That's more my speed. And, but all the ladies that I ran into and I met 
were generally so happy. And I kept thinking, gosh, they must be doing drugs. And so I wasn't doing any drugs, and I wasn't drinking, and I had quit smoking because I smoked cigarettes and because I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So I'm sober, and all these ladies are so happy, and I just really couldn't quite get a handle on that, couldn't figure out what it was. And um, at the meantime, Rob was out fishing. One day it rained. Yeah, it was raining so hard. And it's, it's Sitka, Alaska. It's a rainforest. It just yeah. gets 160 inches of rain a year, and it was wow. just coming down. It's like, you know, it's just no kind of not really be a fun day out on the water. We didn't have a cabin to the boat. And I thought, well, I'll just stay in. So I ended up, um, I didn't have have a book with me or anything and I, I don't know how it came about but uh, they gave me this book uh, written by Hal Lindsey called Late Great Planet Earth and what it was about was uh, end times events of Revel the book of Revelation oh. how I I mean I don't even know how I understood any of it but I was like I just kind of but I'm a pretty fast reader I read quickly and I just yeah. so I zipped through that book and uh, I kind of realized at the end of it, it's like, oh my gosh, you God know, there's a possibility <laughs> the Bible could be real and God could be real. Yeah. They're prophesying stuff that happened and that's already been fulfilled. What's the chances of these new things being fulfilled and highly likely they will be if all the old ones were. Right. And that was the kind of premise of the book. And, and so, and so then we actually ended up and went to church with them on a Sunday service. Right. We went to church on a Sunday assembly, assembly of God, and we went to church, and they had an altar call, and we were like, oh, I knew what this was because I had went to Baptist church many times, and, you know, I knew what that all was about. Um, I did not go forward, but I knew what it was about. Rob was in eye-wide open, like, what the heck's going on the here? The only thing I can remember of that service, I don't remember anything the pastor said. I don't remember anything that was said, really. Uh, I just remember the song, Are You Washed in the Blood? Oh, yeah. Are You Washed in the Blood? And it, it didn't mean anything to me, really, because I, I, I didn't know enough to know anything about it. Yeah. But I hunted all my life, and I've cleaned big game animals, and when you clean big game animals you've got a lot of blood uh -huh. and I'm thinking washed in the blood that's kind of that's kind of sick yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I'm thinking in my head that's gross you know yeah and and honestly that's the only thing I remember from that wow. from that service but I still remember it yeah uh, it made wow. it the song made an impact on me yeah it's interesting because like I mean I, I grew up in church so and I know that song and I know and it's like for me it, it it's I, I forget you know like something like that somebody who's just coming into church that doesn't know what it's all about i mean it could be kind of gross yeah, sounding yeah yeah you know christianese yeah it's even com uh, like communion i've heard people say that before that you know we're drinking jesus's blood and eating his flesh yeah. and they like get creeped out by that because they don't what? understand what it actually yeah. means so it's yeah. you know i don't know interesting yeah. and and then that night him and his brother started drinking beer and stuff and of course I can't drink so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking oh now they're just stupid drunks and and so he passed out and we went to bed and fell asleep fell asleep <laughs> he fell asleep and PG, okay. <laughs> okay um he fell he fell asleep and I was just laying there in bed next to him in Alaska and I said you know I just felt God say, get on your knees and just bow your knee to me. 
And I got out of bed and knelt by the bed, and I said, whatever it is that Carolyn, which is my sister-in-law, and her friends have, whatever it is, that's what I want. So God, if you're real, that's what I want. And I just started crying, and I was all upset, and I was just like, felt, I felt new, and I felt clean, and I felt light. I felt like a big weight had been taken off my shoulders crawled back into bed. I laid there. I don't even know if I slept that night. But now I'm not going to tell Rob that I got saved because now he's going to think I'm a religious crazy person and um, want to go to church and be like his brother and sister-in-law. And we Heaven had, forbid. Heaven <laughs> forbid. And we were big partiers and I was thinking, oh my goodness, well, you know, if God can save me, then he can save him. I'll just start praying for him. And I would just kept saying, God, are you listening? Because you need to get him saved so we could be on the same page. Because if he leaves me, I'm going to be a single mom with three little kids, and it's going to be all your fault. <laughs> so, so I just kept praying every day, get him, God. I didn't know how to pray. I, didn't, I was so new, and we had never really been much churched, that I just was like, just get him, God. That's, that was my prayer, just get him. So we came back from Alaska. I came back. So uh, I think we were gone a week, mm -hmm. a week's vacation, you know, and we came back, and uh, this was certainly the hand of the Lord. Um, so I come back to work, and the very first customer <clears throat> that came in my door at 8 o'clock Monday morning was a pastor who had been inviting me to church for like 10 years. The very first customer came in. And uh, his name was Dawson Wheeler. He was a, a pastor at the Assembly of God in Garnerville, uh, the wooden church out there. We kind of actually shared that church for a while with them. And uh, so I kind of let out of the bag, you know, hey, yeah. So I went to church up there at Assembly of God because I knew it was the same brand, right? I didn't know anything <laughs> about it. It was the same brand, you know, same brand of church. <laughs> so so uh, he comes in and, and I. He was a real evangelist. I, I would say he, he really wasn't a pastor. This guy led people to the Lord just weekly, just at the grocery store or wherever, you know. And he was really a, a real evangelist. And anyway, which I, didn't again, didn't know anything about or anything, but I told him, I said, hey, listen. So I went to church up there, and I said, not only that, I read this book. I said it was called Late Great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey. And I said, I think the Bible's real. And he goes, did you get saved? And I said, no. And he goes, do you want to? I go, yeah, <laughs> sure. I, you know, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. So this is, uh, we were, we're just 20 years in our new building. So this was in our old building where Cheshire Antiques is right now. And I remember we walked out the back door and kind of walked across the street just so we'd had a little privacy. And uh, we prayed right there on the street. And... Uh, same thing as Anna. I just, oh, man, I, I just didn't know what happened, but I just felt this giant weight off of my shoulders. I mean, I just felt, I, I mean, I was a real impact. And it was, like I say, I didn't know anything about anything, but I knew that was real. Yeah. And when I asked for, you know, prayed the prayer of salvation and everything and got, got saved right there at the back door, kind of in the alley, you know, kind of, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so I went home 
that day. I don't know if it was at lunch or after work. It was after work. And I told Anna, I said, you know, I think it would be a really good idea if we started going to church. It would be good for our kids. You know, and I'm thinking, boy, you know, this is going to be awesome. Um, she's going to get saved. And we'll be live happily ever after, right? So we, I, she goes, I think that's a great idea. That would be awesome. But I said, you know, I was raised uh, Catholic. And I said, so I don't want to go to the Catholic church. And I said, I've been to the Baptist church when I was in high, well, when I was in freshman in high school. And I said, so I said, I, I don't really know what church. He goes, well, he goes, this pastor's been inviting me. And it's the same brand as uh, John and Carolyn's church. So let's go to this one. It's Assembly of God, I said. And then we'll try. We'll, we'll, try, try, we'll, we'll try, try, try them all, you know, he we says. But let's start here. We'll shop, shop around. around. Well, yeah, just see well we, we didn't know, you know. Yeah, didn't know and... We didn't know how it worked. We didn't know if, like, do you fit in? Do they vote you in? Do they kick you out? <laughs> you know, they say, no, you don't fit in here. Go That's down the street. Wild. Or, you know, we didn't know how it worked. So we took both our little girls down there, and we put them in Sunday school. And we went to church, and they had an altar call. And um, they asked everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes and, and uh, raise your hand if you'd like to get saved. And I was praying hard. I said, get him, God. Get him. Here it is. It's his chance, and he's not going up. And, and Week after week. Week. Anna, <laughs> Anna doesn't go up for salvation either. <laughs> week after week, we're like, oh, Oh, man. no. And now oh, I really can't good. tell him I'm saved because... He, he's so hard-hearted, he won't even go up there when the pastor's calling. How can I get him to come up there? And yet you're praying the same thing for her. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. my gosh. So yeah. you guys are praying for each other to get saved when you're already saved. Right. right. And neither one and of And our communication <laughs> skills were just hitting on Pagan on the best they've ever been, you know. Oh. Our communication was zero. And, yeah, that. so we and we talk about the thing and the service, and we got a um, they had sent us home with the Bible in our suitcase as a surprise, his um, sister, um, sister-in-law and brother, but not knowing that I had got saved. It was like the most precious thing that we had ever, every night we were reading it and just sharing. And, oh, I read this today, I said, because I, I was staying at home. And uh, I said, oh, I read this today. And he'd say, oh, I wonder about that. And he goes, I wonder, and we we're reading the Bible and everything and going to church but I kept thinking, gosh, he won't get saved. What's wrong with him? He just, man. that's yeah. right. So we put the kids in. Yes. And we're sitting in the back row. And the pastor's sermon is that um, you can lead anybody to the Lord anywhere. The church is not the building. The church is not the building. I remember that service pretty well. That you are the church. The in fact, Brother Rob Simpson back there. And the whole church turns around and looks at us. I led him to the Lord. He says, right on the street. Ooh, it's out of the bag. <laughs> he said, outside. I am so busted now. There's no hiding this fact. I was so upset that I stood up, slugged him in the arm, got up, went and got the girls out of Sunday school, put them in the car, and left Rob at church. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. And I'm thinking, yep. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen when she found out. You know, I knew it. Darn, I was hoping, Pastor, I wish I hadn't have said that, you know. Oh and I'm thinking, oh, now she's, you know, I've lost her. She's just thinking I'm a religious fanatic and I'm a Christian now. And 
our partying days are over and oh, oh. what's going to happen oh i didn't really want to go home i don't remember <laughs> if i got a ride home you did because i think we usually <laughs> only like, had one car uh-huh we only <laughs> had we only had one car at that time we had a big the bronze station wagon with a three-speed on the floor it was a classic it was we got it it was like a county auction or something so he comes walking in the door with his head hung down like a sad little puppy dog just like his tail between his legs and and i was mad i was fuming mad fruit of the spirit Yes, I was stomping around the house. I had fed the girls lunch, and I was waiting for him to come home so I could give it to him because he had wasted all those prayers. (laughs) Wasted all your time. (laughs) Wasted all my time and all those prayers. Like, I was so mad at him. I said, I cannot believe I've been praying for you for months, and you were already saved. I said, you just wasted my time. You wasted God's time. I was just so mad, and he just looked at me, and he goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, well, I got saved on our honeymoon. He goes, and you didn't tell me? And I said, no, but I've been praying for you. He goes, well, isn't that about the same? <laughs> and Sounds I was like, like the same thing to me, but hey, I'm just saying, <laughs> happy wife, happy life, whatever you say, honey. <laughs> and then I just started laughing, and I thought, God has such a sense of humor, yeah. such a sense of humor. And at the same time, we both had a, a total different experience at the same time that now I look back on it and thank God he was in charge because his planning Mm -hmm. in our lives has been so I mean in the grand scheme of thing it was really only a couple months so we are so fortunate to be saved basically at the same time yes I mean virtually so many couples you see that struggle with yeah. one saved, one's not. And it's just, it's kind of heart-wrenching. It is very it's so hard. difficult for yeah. couples. They're unequally yoked. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. And, yeah. you know, uh, it, you see, I've seen hundreds of people over the years that struggle with that. Yeah. And we were so fortunate that, <laughs> you know, it just how it came about and how yeah. quickly, really, that we were saved on the same, same time frame. Yeah. And grew together. And we only had one Bible. We didn't realize you could buy another Bible or that we could afford it. Yeah, we probably couldn't afford it. (laughs) Yeah. So we just had that one Bible. So we shared it. And I remember getting mad at him because he was such a fast reader. And he, oh, so you think you're better than me because you're reading faster and you're farther through the Bible than I am. So I would try to read more during the day while he was working so I could catch up so I could be at the same as him so we could grow the same because I didn't want him to outgrow me. <laughs> well, it was really, it was really pretty humorous. Shortly after this, um, I mean, only a few months, two or three months, that they asked us to be youth leaders at that, that same assembly at God Church. And we're oh, like, wow. oh, geez. I, I don't know. We're babies. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. and, but we said, well, you know, I guess so if you need somebody. So we stepped right in and kind of started working in the church right away. I was, went, I actually went on the board right away, which is silly that I was on the board. But uh, And immediately once I got elected to the board, uh, the pastor quit. The only pastor that church had ever known. Oh, wow. And it was already, it wasn't like, it had been planned, but I didn't know it. And so we just grew so fast because we had to, we just. Because we had to put into those kids and we had to be examples to them. And it was like, okay, we can't drink. They never told us we couldn't drink or smoke or anything in the church. 
Yeah, and still drinking every night. We had a cocktail after really, dinner, and we didn't really know. know. So when they, we said, well, if the youth are coming over here and they get into the liquor, we'll be responsible. So let's pour it all out. Yeah, we had a whole bar full of stuff. We just dumped it all. We just dumped it all during and threw it all out. And I said, oh, our garbage man's a friend of ours, and we used to party with him. I said he's going to think we had a big party without him because we had <laughs> we had dumped all of the and threw all the bottles in the garbage, and he used to come and grab our garbage can and dump it, and. Um, he also got my 300 out vinyl albums that I said, well, I don't want to listen to those anymore. Those are no good. I got rid of all my music. I said, well, I'm just listening to Christian music. And and then God took away, you know, our, our desire to do any of the other stuff. And all the other fairly stuff. Fairly short amount of time, really. We were clean and free and sober and um, just, and you know, it just was such a release. It, it really, honestly, was a binding chains in our lives that we just were So free. Up. Yeah. And we just felt just such new freedom in Christ was absolutely amazing. Yeah. It really was. And we had to learn how to study fast because we had all these kids. Um, sometimes we only had one or two kids in our youth group. But sometimes we'd have 25. And, you know, high school has drama every day. And you're trying to counsel girls. And he's trying to counsel with guys. And we're trying to teach in the Bible. So we're learning as fast as we can so we could put into them. Right that we were growing leaps and bounds. And then they asked us to get our Christian workers license and become, so we could actually legally teach in the Assembly of God. You have to have a license oh, through the Assembly of God. So you have to go through schooling, which is like a, I would say it's like an online, but it's before online. So they just sent you the books and you did them. Did, you did them at your own pace and you took tests and mail them in and They'd grade them and tell you if you passed or not. And yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Then uh, I think we should finish with our tithing story. Okay, that's another, that's a really good one too. I think that's a good one. So um, we went to church and now our son is born, which is another miracle because when he, our five-year plan, we weren't going to have any kids. We had him immediately. Um, when we had him, I had problems and they said, I was lucky that I ever carried him to term. And the next, within the next year, I had to have a hysterectomy and I couldn't have any more kids. So if I had waited our five year plan, we would have never had our son. And all that we didn't know, but God knew. Oh, yeah. Oh, that just gave me goosebumps. Like, God's plan is always going to be better than ours. Always. 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 And so we're sitting in church, and he's new. Um, he's probably like four, four weeks old, five weeks old maybe. He's little. And uh, all the, girl, the girls were there, and our son was there, and we're in church, and they preach on tithing. Rob goes, leans Oh, wow, up. tithing. Never tithing. heard of that. What's Never that? heard of that. <laughs> what? Tithing? Hmm. You give 10%. And I, he leans over and he goes, hand me the checkbook. And I said, we'll do that next pay period. It's not, <laughs> it's not budgeted in. He goes, hand me the checkbook. And I said, uh, then you're going to figure out how we're going to make it this week because yeah. payday is not for five days, and we got like $30. And I said, well, you know, it says right here we're supposed to tithe. I don't see, well, I think we should just tithe. You know, I don't know. I mean, just, that's what the Bible says pastor says it let's just do it and so I was kind of on board and Anna was pretty much not on board very not on board because <laughs> um, I was kind of young 
I was 23 years old, and I was pretty still feisty and very outspoken and not very submissive, but trying to be a submissive Christian wife. And I threw the checkbook at him, and they said, then you write the check, and you figure out what we're going to do for dinner for and take care of these babies for the next Okay. <laughs> okay, he says, and he writes the check, and he just throws it in. So I pouted, and I was mad, and then we get home, and he says, oh, remember that fishing derby in Topaz that I was in that run won a rod and reel for the biggest fish that week? I said, yeah. He goes, well, we have to drive out to Topaz because they're having a drawing tonight. So in my head, I'm thinking, great. You just wrote a check for all our money. Now you're going to use all our gas in our only car. So now what are we going to do? And so he loaded us all up in the car. Headed out to the Topaz Lodge. And uh, so didn't really know what to expect or anything. But there was about 18 winners, and I think they had given away three prizes. And so first name out of the barrel was mine. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh wow! And it was like that was almost half our paycheck. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we I was didn't only making seven hundred dollars a month at the time. Yeah. And so I got this, and my wife's like, "Hallelujah, Lord! I'll never, I'll never <laughs> doubt you again." I understand. But that was our introduction wow. and final um, wow. word on tithing. We've never, we've always tithed, yeah. obviously, but. Because God just like, oh, let me show you how this works. You right. give, and it should be given unto you. Good measure, right. pressed down, yeah. shaken together, and running over. So he just, just and, totally blessed us. And wow. I never had to figure out how to cook dog food or anything No, like that because, because we, yeah. we just pulled out the tithe off of that. He goes, well, we have to tithe off that. I said, right. And I said, but that was... 100 times more than what we wrote our check right. for. I think the tie check was $30. I think so. I, I think really so. It was $30. That left us like $30 for the next week. Yeah. And we're like, I don't know how we're going to do this. We yeah. still need diapers. And, you know, I was thinking in my head all the earthly things. And God just blessed us that we've never questioned ever tithing, ever. No. We just, we always get our paycheck. The first thing we do is we tithe off of it. And God is always, we don't sometimes had extra when, when we were first married, but he always took care of us. He yeah, always, always had enough. Always. Had enough. Yeah. always. Wow. That's, that's so amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and here we are, 36 30, years? It's going to be 37, 37, in May, 37 right? yeah. in May that May we'll be 8, married. Just so I have wow. to listen to this podcast so I don't forget. The day. <laughs> <laughs> he never, forget. he never, he uh, never forgets. So while you were asking me where to find it, like how you could find it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> right, Chris, I got to find that. What were... I'll remind you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's such a great, I mean, I love every bit of that. I mean, I, I, I was laughing at the you two being saved and not telling it each other. It just sounds like a, a sitcom, you know, yeah. like, I mean, um, we've been watching a lot of Full House on Netflix with the kids and stuff, and just, I mean, I know Full House isn't, I mean, it's a good family show, but right. it's not, but I could see that it's just funny. Like, oh, I yeah. just, it looks, it sounds like a sitcom. It, it reminds me of Ed and Karen. Have you heard that Yes, story? yes. Yeah, because, like, they're on complete opposite sides of the world, 
and mail each other a letter <laughs> saying that they're sick because they got was in her. Iraq, I think, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And so he's like, I'm going to write her a letter that I got saved <laughs> instead of telling her when I come home. So right. they each wrote each other a letter, I think. Right. Isn't that what he said? Something like that. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah so it reminds me of their story, too. <laughs> yeah. Pretty miraculous. It, it was yeah. very miraculous. And most people see um, because the church is turned over so many times and we've been here so long. We've been here 22 years. Mm -hmm. 22? I'm not sure. I think so. That sounds about right. About 22 or 20. Over 20. 20 yeah, sure. over 20 for sure at this church. And so everybody here doesn't really didn't know us before. Right. No idea. Right. No idea. And so probably that's why we both have such a heart for um, young couples, um, drug addicts, alcoholics. People in jail, Rob still goes and he's been preaching in J our county jail for the last 30 years. Yep. He goes every six weeks in there. He's on the rotation. And because we've, we've both been, I never went to jail. I went to a juvenile hall because I was a wild child. No, I was incor uh, incorrigible. incorrigible. It was the wording on there. But... Uh, I did. I spent a couple nights in jail, um, just minor, just drunk in public. But you know, whatever it was, it's still a slapped here, yeah. um, psyche. I mean, it's just yeah. horrible, oh, you yeah. know, to to have yeah. to do that. And yeah. uh, so I, I think that's probably why I have a heart to go in and minister to those wow. those people in there. So. Yeah. So what brought you guys to VCF from the other church? Because um, you guys were like. I was an associate pastor at a, actually a church in between the assemblies. We went to, we've been, this is our third church ever in 37 oh, okay. years, but um, uh, we, the Lord had just kind of spoke to me about like, okay, it's time to make a change. You yeah. know, I want you to make a change. And, and uh, it's funny because the Lord had really um, told me in advance that this was the church we were coming to. He wanted yeah. us here at Valley Christian, which is here is definitely somewhere else <laughs> it was out in the industrial park at that point in time and but I didn't want to tell Anna because I wanted the Lord to confirm her with her so I knew we were right and in the right place and, and so, that we agreed on it yeah and that we were in agreement on it and so we it was a big deal to we had been 10 years at the other church associate pastor there and I didn't really want to disrupt the church but it's like we need to move you know the Lord's moving us and so uh, I, I didn't really know Leo very well. I didn't. I don't know if I knew Don at all. And, no. And but I didn't know either one of them. Spoke to me and just I knew we were supposed to come here. And so um, Anna said, "Well, let's visit a bunch some other churches, <laughs> you know." And well, just like the other story, you know, we never. And by the way, we never went to another church besides that Assembly of God Church. Wow. We never went to. A, it felt home when yeah, we got there. We you just as soon as we like got home, there, we God were like. Just, don't you feel like this is where we belong? Like, it feels like when you walk in in your home, like yeah. you're comfortable and you just have, fits. you fit. Yeah. And, and that's what I always say. If this isn't the church for you, go someplace where you fit. Yeah. Because trying to fit you into and trying to change the church is not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to find the church and just be planted and just grow. And, and it should be part like your home. And that's what we felt. Mm -hmm. And we had went to uh, one other church so first. in between 
So when we were leaving, we, we went, went and visited a, one a church, church and, and visited. To see them. It was great. It was fine. The yeah. church we had gone to for 10 years did not um, really, they were not community-based. They never wanted you to visit another church or any other buddies, other programs or if special events because they were the only church. That was Sue. So <laughs> we had never been to any other church. So we've always just been to that church, and so we had always stayed at there. So we figured we'd try, try a, a couple churches. churches. Let's just let's try just them see, out. Let's you know, see let's what go they see do. Some other pastors and some people we know. And, and we went to one other church, and and um, we had never been the new people for a long time. So we didn't really know. Um, nobody was very friendly. <laughs> we were like, "Hi, how are you?" And and we were like introducing ourselves, and we're pretty friendly people, and we just. It just felt like you were taking a shower with your socks on. Something was wrong. And so we came to Valley Christian Fellowship and on a Wednesday. Yeah. And I said, um, I don't think this is the church for us. <laughs> um, the communication wasn't very good. Nobody knew what time Wednesday night started. I said, I called the church. The secretary didn't know what time because she doesn't go on Wednesday nights. And I was like... And it was. It wasn't Miss LD. LD. Like, no, it was not Miss LD. No, no, it LD wasn't. Was she wasn't. Yeah, and she was not the secretary at the time. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty organized, and I like stuff. And nobody knew what was going on and stuff. And so we came to Wednesday night, and then we came on Sunday, and and we came on Sunday, and I said, Lord, you know, I just really need you to tell me where you want us, because right now I'm just broken. I am just really broken. We put a lot of time and effort and, you know, invested our lives in that other church, and it was hard to leave. Yeah. Just, you know. It was all our friends. You know, we had given up all our worldly friends because they're still drinking and partying and stuff. And, and they all thought that I was the witch that wouldn't let them Rob go out with them anymore. And Rob, they, uh, they, mine were like, oh, that Rob's been so good for Anna. She straightened her right up, man. She's just upstanding. And they didn't, we just had to get rid of our friends. You cannot, if you're an alcoholic, you really can't um, minister in a bar right away. If you're a druggie, you really can't be around drugs until you're strong enough so you, could, you can be around them. So you have to get rid of that influence. That bad company corrupts good morals is so true. So um, those were all our friends and stuff. And so when we went to, we were going to go Sunday morning, and I said, our kids are older. They're now teenagers, and they were pretty upset about the whole thing and didn't know all the dynamics. We didn't want to tell them. We're just we're moving to a different church, and we're just like, just let us, God, just tell me. You know, something familiar. Just speak to me. And we walked into the church, and the very first song was my favorite song. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like they're singing my favorite song. And it was um, As a Deer oh, pa yeah. Pants for Water. Oh. And, and how can, you yeah, know. We've been wanting to, we kind of suggested, hey, maybe we could do this song at, at our other church. Maybe you guys could do this song. Kind of yeah. wanting to hear it, you know. And they never happened. And so <laughs> they we walk into this other church, and here it is, the song playing. Playing. <laughs> And I was like, okay, God, you got my attention now, you know. And uh, 
it was just Pastor Lon was doing worship and Pastor Leo was preaching and it just felt home. And then so I told Lynn, I said, well, I'm really pretty sure this is the church we're supposed to be at. And she goes, yeah, I think so, too. You know, I'm, I'm sure of it. And so we we visited one church, and we got one, one church, church under our belt of visiting in town, yeah. but then ended up uh, settling in and, you know, been then, at it ever since. Yep. Wow. Well, here you are. Here we are. And then we, yeah, we told Don and Leo, we're not going to be leadership. We, we've been leadership for 10 years, and we don't want to be leadership. We don't want to be a leader. We don't want anybody following us. We don't want, we'll just, we just want to be good little Christians, and we'll tithe, and we'll just, we'll just bless you, and we'll just be here, and everything you have, well, the doors are open, we're going to be there, and we support you, and we love you, and this is where we think, but we don't want to be in charge of anything. About a two months into that, it was like, people are just following you, so you're going to have to lead. <laughs> I was like, hello, Associate Pastor Rob Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that worked out. Yeah, I'm not, yeah that, that plan didn't work out so well, but it's, uh, it has obviously worked out good over the years. Yeah. So, yes, it has. Definitely, yeah, yeah, we've been blessed by a lot of people here. And it's been a real blessing to us and our families, for sure. So, wow. so that's our story. Love it. I know there's so yeah. much in there. I mean, yeah. I, I see God all over your story. I mean, oh, just yeah. the from everything, you know, um, the way that you guys got saved, like right after each other, and the, you know, the, all that stuff. And then talk about your son and you know your plan that you had. But if you would have done that, then you wouldn't have been able to have kids. And I mean, the tie thing. It's just it's crazy. I know. There's so yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there. <laughs> and but. and again, it's like another Bill thing. Like yeah, I, I would have not. I would have never known you know, the, the the background that you guys had. I mean, I met you guys pretty early when we started coming here. It's been almost four years now. So I just crazy. And uh, it's, um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, you guys are super nice and friendly and would have never, never guessed that in the background. No, yeah. It's amazing. I know, it's like when we were in LD's office that one day, she had made just some, some comment. I don't even remember what she said about, like, being a drug dealer or something like that. And I was like, just thought it was a joke like oh you know whatever and she's like no really I was and I was like no you were not <laughs> she's like no I'm serious and just like because you're just so happy and so perfect you're like yeah I was a drug dealer <laughs> I was like what <laughs> that person's dead and gone and has been gone a long time yeah. it was you know thinking about it ahead of time before we did this it was like okay so how long has it been and you know really was that us and really you know People give their testimonies. Were they really that wild or were they really? And we really were. Yeah. We really, our lives were a mess. Yeah. They were, we were, and now I look back on it and I'm like, oh, how did people not know? I thought nobody knew what was going on. But now I can see where people come in and they're strung out and you're like, oh yeah, I picked up on that right yeah. away. Yeah. You know, where people that aren't around drugs all the time or drinking all the time, or they don't pick up on that. And you're like, oh, I saw a red flag, red flag, oh, red red flag. Yeah, only not to judge them, but to help them. To help you them, know, right. yes. Right. Yes, because we know God can do. Yeah. If, like the sermon said today, you know, God just uses whatever you got in your hand, whatever he is. And I, I had heard a message that if God could use a donkey, he could use you. And I was like, yeah, because that's what I was. Yeah, fitting for the message. 
It was. It was really fitting. Rob didn't get to hear it yet. He'll have oh. to listen I know, I to it. it they were both out teaching today, yeah. so they didn't get to hear it. But, yeah, yeah. it was very fitting. Yeah. Well, it was nice of you guys to have us today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on. I mean, I don't even have anything to add. I, I mean, that was just. I don't either. That was. Yeah. yeah. People usually get, they just start laughing. <laughs> it's just because it is pretty funny. And you just have to laugh and go, yeah. boy, way to go, God. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, all, it all goes back to him. I mean, every single thing. Yeah. And, you know, we had, uh, we had a wayward son there for a while. We had the prodigal son took oh, off yeah. and gave him a one-way ticket to Hawaii. And he was out running amok and we uh prayed for him every day mom always sent money and cart religious cards to him as much as she could and made him call home and and stuff and you know he had a religious experience where <clears throat> he actually was homeless living in a tent well actually i think it was a house on bricks is what it, he was on yeah the house didn't have plumbing or anything in it. No. Over in Hawaii, it was kind of like on a... They were going to move it, and they hadn't moved it yet, and he was squatting in it. And uh, he said he was there, and he had heard God tell him, if you die tonight, you're not going to heaven. Wow. And he said he got on his knees and repented and, you know, and called me the next day and said, everything has been prophesied over me my whole life. If I give my, if I gave my life back to God, he said, you know, is it, is it still true? Because he had been prayed for and, you know, um, been raised in the church and stuff. And I tell people that, you know, I prayed for him um, that God would send somebody that could speak into his life. Mm -hmm. You know, just he wasn't listening to his parents. He was 18 and knew everything. And we, I, we both knew he was going down the wrong way. And, but he, there was just no way that he was going to listen to us. And, uh, you know, he said that he just kept running into these nice Christian folks everywhere he went and, and stuff. And he just kind of shined it on, thinking, you know, whatever. And, but he said he heard God clearly tell him that. And so we kind of have a heart for people who have wayward kids that are out there. Yeah. And that you just keep hanging in and you keep sticking to your guns and you don't compromise God's word mm -hmm. to them and they'll come back. And he came back and went to evangelist school, and uh, he used to preach our Saturday night services here. Oh, wow. And then um, he got married and has a son, and they go to Life Point. And oh, okay. He's playing on the worship team there. Nice. And you said his birthday's tomorrow, right? His birthday's oh, tomorrow. Yeah. He's going to be 36 tomorrow. Happy birthday, Matt. Love you. Happy birthday, yeah, Matt. yeah. <laughs> Well, that's uh, just one last little thing yeah. for all your Sunday school teachers out there. So the thing that he started thinking about was his uh, singing um, of early Christian songs, uh, little kid songs in church. Aww. And the song was, I got gas for my Ford and I put foot for the Lord. I got gas oh. for my Ford <laughs> today. And so he was, it goes on and on and on. Yeah. There's quite a few rounds to that, but, you know, um, the Sunday school teachers uh, just be reminded that what you're planting into yeah. kids yeah. Uh, can come. It's a seed that's growing and it's in there. And even though, you know, it doesn't look like it showed up, God 
God can bring it up and yeah. at any time, and it's you you plant it in there. It, it it's going to accomplish what God wants it to do. He said all of sure. all of his Sunday school stuff came started come. That was the first wow. thing that flooding back to him wow, was crazy. all the stuff that he had learned in Sunday school and all the sermons that we had drug him to church. He said that you just dragged me to church. Yep, we're dragging you to church. You don't have a choice. Doors are open. We're going. Yeah. And uh, he said they, that's what came back to him when he rededicated his life back to God was he said all that Sunday school stuff, all those songs, all the stuff that he had learned that's came right. back. And, you know, the Holy Spirit can't remind you if you don't have it in there. Right. He only can remind you if he can't. He doesn't teach you. God's word teaches you, but the Holy Spirit reminds you, but he can't remind you if you've never put it in there. And so all those times when he was laying on the floor, rolling around in Sunday school, and he looked like he wasn't paying attention, you know, God's word was going in. Okay. Yeah. yeah thank you. Amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. it was it was fun. It's always good to. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We pray that. Uh, well, let's just pray. Can we pray over? It? Of course. Well, Lord, we come before you today, Lord. We ask that this goes out, Lord, to whoever it touches, Lord. May it minister to them. May it bless them. May it just encourage them. May it just set them free, Lord, of whatever they may be going through right now, Lord. We ask that people will be drawn in by your message, Lord, of all these podcasts, Lord, that. Uh, the Word of God will go out and accomplish exactly what you'd have it to do, Lord. We thank you for it. We praise you, Lord, for the dedication of these two fine folks that are working on this this project, Lord, that um, Lord, that anything that you're in is, is a blessing. And Lord, I ask a blessing upon them and upon this uh, particular ministry.